This is the podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. Now, over the weekend, Singapore detected its first case of likely COVID-19 reinfection. The patient is a 28-year-old male Bangladeshi national who holds a work permit and resides in a dormitory. Now, identified from rostered monitoring testing by the health ministry, he tested positive for the virus on January 25th, but was otherwise asymptomatic. His previous positive result was on April 12th last year, and since then, he consistently tested negative for the infection until now. Let's get an expert's view on this. Joining us is Professor Dale Fisher, Senior Infectious Diseases Consultant from the National University Hospital. Welcome, Prof. Uh, Prof, there have been cases of COVID-19 reinfection worldwide, but they're not common. So how can reinfections happen and what have we learned from these cases overseas? Thanks, Harianto. You're quite right. There have been uh, dozens of proven reinfections, but to keep it in perspective, this is dozens uh, in the setting of, of obviously uh, many millions of cases. So, so we, we need to keep it in perspective. It is quite rare. How rare, how rare it will remain uh, is, is not clear because obviously the, the first infections are, uh, are all in the last year. So, so I think um, there's a lot to learn about this going forward. The immune system is about the body defending itself against foreign material. So the, the immune system uh, will attack uh, infections. Uh, it'll attack any cells that might be uh, turning into cancer, for instance, or even if you get a, a splinter, the immune system goes in to fight it. So, mm. so the immune system is very important. Um, and, and what we know is uh, probably most people are familiar with antibodies as as a key part of, of the immune system. And it's about the, in terms of infectious diseases, it's about the body remembering that it's seen that infection before so that it can fight it with, with, with great urgency uh, if that infection comes back. So defending the body defending itself can mean a couple of things. It can either mean stopping infection altogether. Uh, we know a, a number of diseases that you really only get once. Uh, or it can go. It can be about making the infection more mild, and and you even get it. And there's about four other coronaviruses that are commonly circulating, known as common colds. Mm. Um, so so we get exposed to them when we're young, but as we get older, uh, we keep getting common colds. We may get the same coronaviruses, but they get milder as we get older. So it's not lifelong immunity. Mm. So. In summary, reinfections um, are really not a game changer. They're just something more we need to learn uh, about how we manage COVID-19. Right. So that's it, Prof. What can we do to prevent reinfections? Well, it's the same things that, uh, that everyone's very well familiar with. Uh, stopping droplet spread is, is the most important and, and obviously contact spread through, through using hand hygiene. But droplet spread is the distancing, the masks, letting yourself be exposed to less people, so no large groups as, uh, as Singapore is uh, being instructed to, for instance, during Chinese New Year, to, mm. to, to just don't expose yourself to so many people, you're less, less likely to get, uh, to get such an infection. Community behaviour is really important. Mm. 
if everyone that gets any symptoms goes and has a test and therefore um, uh, gets out of uh, the line of fire, if you like, if you're positive, then um, this also prevents other people getting it. You might remember we used to talk about cough etiquette. This is before COVID where we'd say, look, cough into your sleeve yeah. or, or cough into a tissue or something like that. Uh, don't go to work if you're sick. Of course, during COVID, we do things a lot more uh, aggressively now, but these are all the ways to, to stop uh, and, and prevent infections, mm. but also obviously vaccine, uh, possibly revaccinating in the future if we find that we need to. There, there's, mm. there's many ways we've got of supporting our, our immune system. Right. I'll be asking you something about uh, the vaccines later on, but uh, there is something else that I want to touch on right now. Now, some countries have considered developing herd immunity in their population as a way to manage their COVID-19 situation. But given that reinfection is possible, is achieving herd immunity still an option, Prof? Oh, yes. Herd immunity is the strategy. The only way out of this really is, is to obtain herd immunity. People shouldn't confuse natural herd immunity, though, with vaccine-associated herd immunity. Mm. Herd immunity is where we get enough of the population that have that added advantage, that immunity, to prevent infection or to prevent severe infection. And the strategy of letting natural herd immunity occur was entertained by a few countries early on, yeah. but that was always... Uh, never going to be a good strategy. Just doing the, the maths, you, you realise that too many people had to die, too many hospitalizations, too many hospitals had to get overwhelmed to get there using natural herd immunity. Mm. So we want to get there by, uh, by vaccine-associated herd immunity, uh, and, and that's still, still the strategy. Vax, uh, the vaccine version, of course, is showing a piece of virus or a dead virus, whereas natural immunity is showing the whole virus where you actually get disease at the same time. So obviously vaccination is better. And of course, uh, on the topic of vaccination, uh, Prof, it has been reported that some countries are making far more rapid progress than others in their vaccination rollout. Now, Singapore has said its population will likely be vaccina vaccinated by end of this year. Well, how will the issue of reinfections affect or even complicate, if any, vaccination rollout? And does this mean the population needs to be vaccinated regularly, like the current flu jabs, which are recommended yearly? Yeah, um, we don't know yet. Mm. Um, clearly, we know vaccination uh, is, is urgent globally to bring about control of transmission. Um, we're not, no, no one is seriously talking about eradicating COVID. What we want to do is, is eliminate community transmission. So there'll still be cases and there'll still be little clusters uh, forevermore. But if we can get rid of this tendency for mass transmission, which we've seen in Singapore in the middle of last year, and in fact, in, in many countries, even still now. So, so we want to stop that mass transmission and vaccine will get us there. Yes, there might be a few reinfections, um, but, but it won't be large numbers. Um, so uh, will we need more jabs in the future? Um, I think it's quite possible, um, uh, especially if the variants, the, the mutations that are occurring uh, now that we're hearing about from South Africa and Brazil and, and uh, the UK, um, if they start to escape the vaccine, 
then yeah, it's quite likely we might have to have uh, another vaccination, which is a bit tweaked. But that's exactly what we see in the flu vaccine. We recommend that to, to certain people uh, every 12 months, basically. But each of these vaccines is slightly tweaked based on the, on the latest variants. So that, that's certainly a possibility going forward. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.